Hello and welcome back to Crystal Clear, the podcast where clarity is the goal, clarity in life, clarity in choices, and just being totally clear with who I am and where I want to be. Um, I probably botched up my intro, but we are here anyway. Okay. And this is another special episode because we have an awesome guest. We have Kay the Rebel from This Can't Be Life podcast. Say hello. Hey, everybody. Um, I drop episodes. I'm not consistent, but you'll get one at least twice, twice a month, three times the, the most. But um, yeah, it's uh, yeah, Kay the Rebel. Um, you can find me on social media on my personal page, which is at Kay the Rebel on Instagram. And the podcast page is TCBL Podcast, also on Instagram. You can listen to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, uh, SoundCloud, Anchor, and I think I recently signed up for Amazon Podcasts, and I'm on mm. Stitcher and Google Play as well. Awesome, awesome, awesome. You guys know how to find her. I'll let you do another drop towards the end. But yes, guys, uh, so you know, in the podcast community, we tend to connect with people that we wouldn't know otherwise, right? And so Kay is somebody that I feel like, you know, she's I've been I've been noticing her for a while. Of course, I stopped by the podcast every now and again, and I love their vibe. And it's just, you know, it's just fun and friendly. And I just appreciate, you know, the people, the other podcasters out like Kay that, you know, feels like they're rooting for everyone. And so I really appreciate that. She was somebody that I decided that I wanted to spotlight and give her like an interview, an in-depth interview, so you guys can get to know her. And um, I, you know, designed the show for her. I created questions specifically for her. And so I hope this is something, you know, I can enjoy, she can enjoy, you, the listeners can enjoy. So, you know, everybody can you know, just get something from this, learn, you know, compare to yourself if, if that's what you do when you're listening to podcasts or whatever. But I, I designed this show for her because I just wanted to say, you know, thank you for being a supporter. Thank you for being a, 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 a cool colleague in the podcast game. You know, I just it's just cool. So all well, of thank you. Thank you so much, of course, for uh, the opportunity. And I have been uh, a fan of yours, I would say, for probably about two years now. And that's because I used to listen to another podcast that I think is based out of Dallas as well, which was Talking Greasy. And he would always, like, uh, mention you, Donnell, from Talking Greasy. And so that's when I was like, okay, I'm going to have to listen to her. Then I started listening to you, and I was sold. And I would have to say, it's your accent. It's, like, so touching. And it's so super. Thing. Like I would be at work listening and be like, yeah, this is like what I needed. Or you would always drop an episode that would kind of like resonate with me and what I could have been going through like at that time. And I'm like, oh my gosh, is she like talking to me? Is she in my head? You know, like, it, yeah. And then, oh my gosh, I felt like I got like more like, oh my gosh, she's giving me more than when you started doing the rain and opinions. And oh my gosh, the energy mm-hmm. between Carmen, love it. I know I'm always like under the comments because, <laughs> yeah, you guys just vibe, vibe so well and offer such a great um, perspective to so many different topics, you know, within society. That's good to hear. I really appreciate it. Shout out to Darnell at Talking Greasy and everybody involved with that show. See how it works. See how it works. And where, you know, you know, 
you know, shouting every, you know, other people out. That's awesome. I have to do that more, especially for the Dallas podcast, especially when we get to go out again and, you know, have gatherings again. Right. I should be more active on the Dallas scene. But being a mother, it's kind of hard of a young child. So I don't get to do as much as I probably would if I, you know, wasn't such a busy mom and, right. you know, podcaster. But yeah, so, I mean, awesome. I appreciate that, you know. Um you know, just doing both, you know, something I felt like was necessary. And I love the feedback to hear that you feel like you're getting even more. So that just, you know, shoots me out of the roof. I'm I'm feeling real good right now. So <laughs> thank you for that. All right. So, you know, not to be abrupt or anything, but I'm just going to go ahead and, you know, get Kay into her questions. You know, let's shake off any nerves if there's any. I don't think so. You sound really comfortable and, you know, ready to go. So... My first question for Kay is, since your name is Kay the Rebel, what does your name imply? What are you rebelling against? Well, um, back in, I think it was 2013, um, the R&B singer Kay Michelle had came out with her album, um, Rebellious Soul. Mm -hmm. And that was when I like kind of became a fan of hers, um, even after her introduction on Love and Hip Hop. And she would refer to her fans as rebels. Mm -hmm. And I swear at the time, I was like in need of a new podcast name. I mean, not podcast name, sorry, a new Instagram profile name, because the mm -hmm. name that I had at the time was Unbreakable 1201, which is my birthday, December 1st. And I just was like, I don't know. I'm not feeling this. Mm -hmm. I, I need something else. And so then I was like, how about K the Rebel? You know, my name is, uh, my full name is Kanisha, but oh. I would just rather be K. Yeah. Right. So I was mm -hmm. K the Rebel. Um, and just in a lot of like interviews, um, K Michelle, which I am a fan of her. Um, of her music and who she is like when she's doing an interview and she's her authentic self and not the love and hip hop persona that we see. But I noticed that in a lot of interviews, um, she would say that she was always kind of viewed as the the villain or like a rebel. And I just mm. felt like I could relate to that. And, you know, they say, you know, that rebellious is defined as like that someone or something that's not easily handled or kept in place. And I think that's me in a nutshell. Mm. You know, um, I'm not going to conform. I'm not going to dilute who I am. Um, I'll stand alone every time if I have to. You mm. know, so with that being said, I think I'm rebelling against anything or anyone that stands in the way of me being me. Nothing more, nothing less. I love it. I, I love it. That's perfect. <laughs> I love it. Anybody standing in the way of me being me. I'm rebelling. That is, we're going to get a t-shirt for that. <laughs> I know, I might. That's a good idea. I've yes. never thought about much, but yeah. Yes, that that's, that's good. I love it. Okay. So our next question, is podcasting an outlet for you? Absolutely. I think when I first started, um, I kind of just went with the flow, like, you know, thought it was a new adventure, but I didn't really realize like that it would be kind of like a a form of therapy for me. Um, I feel like podcasting, like it's a safe place um, for me to vent. It's mm -hmm. a safe place for me to promote vulnerability so mm -hmm. that people know that so 
someone else out there can relate to them. Maybe mm-hmm. someone else feels them or can be connected to them even without ever meeting them, you know? Meaning like when I speak or when I record an episode, I know that at any given moment, I can impact someone, whether good or bad. Mm-hmm. And I or bad at the end, because I definitely have said some things on my podcast that, yeah, wasn't received well, you know, right. and I think that happens to all of us. Yeah. As, right. As in the right. Yes. So, um, yeah, definitely an, an, an outlet for me. And I think, you know, the 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 good and the bad so i feel like you know we can we could try to be extremely polished and say only the good things but then that wouldn't be a full version a full glimpse a, a full picture of who we are so it just it just makes sense for in order for us to be transparent and to be you know authentic sometimes the things are going to be a little off-putting and that's okay you know it's it's right. just okay we couldn't possibly all agree you know okay. so that is that but i i just you know uh just thought of a different question in regards to, you know, it being an outlet. I know or recall you having a co-host. What it, it, what happened? That is correct. Um, I think that, um, there took kind of like a, a turn where I think that I kind of wanted to kind of shift and kind of have, um, more transparent content. Mm -hmm. I also wanted to have, um, content that was meaningful or purposeful and instead of just constantly talking about you know um what's happening on social media or um just always kind of talking about relationships and women being cheated on and I just was ready to just explore other things even some things that might be considered like a like a snooze fest things that are not interesting to people meaning Mm. that every we we log on and where we're going to record that I don't want to feel like we're just talking shit all the time you know so um I just noticed that I started kind of having to um come up with a lot of content by myself record a lot of episodes by myself so then I just thought it was best that you know we we part ways respectfully of course and um it was it was it was a very um pretty scary because there was a lot of people that gave me feedback like I don't know how you're going to do that you know, um, started off with three, which was was how it was from the very beginning. Then you went to two, and now you're really gonna go to one. Like that could confuse the fan base. That could this, and then you know what's funny is that um, I've noticed that my numbers have actually increased since I've uh, been been alone. Um, <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> I'm glad that I wasn't I wasn't scared, and I just decided I was just gonna go for it. You know, kind of like. I'm, I'm standing by the name, K. Okay, the rubber meaning, oh, y'all going to say that I'm not capable of doing this by myself. Oh, I'm going to show you guys. I'm rebelling against right. that thought, negative energy you're putting out. No, I'm going to do it by myself. It's not right. always easy um, because it, it is good when you have a co-host because mm-hmm. if you do have one day you want to be lazy, they can definitely, you know, push the content or create the content and you can right. show up. So, Absolutely. At the end of the day, if that becomes a pattern all the time, that's that that's not good. It's not a team effort. Right. So yeah. true. So true. Uh, yeah. So you know, for me, when I started my podcast, I initially thought that I wanted to have someone else, but then I I got serious with myself and was like, listen, anytime that you try to involve other people, you found that you know they weren't as serious about it as you. 
and eventually it discouraged you from doing what you wanted to do in the in the first place. And so with Crystal Clear, when I first started, I made sure that it was something that I wanted to do and I did it on my own. And when I got to the point to where I did feel like it would probably bring more from me, it actually would pull more from me to actually have someone to talk to. That's when I started exploring, you know, like branching out into another show. And that's how uh, Random Opinions came about. But I, I'm I'm totally about uh, people holding themselves accountable for like their dreams and their desires and their wants. You know, like it, it's important. If it's important to you, you make sure that's who's important to. And don't try to drag people into that. I don't think that was your situation. But I feel like sometimes people, uh, people will allow the lack of interest from others to discourage them because they're too afraid to do it on their own. So that's mm-hmm. important. But I, I, I love how yours came about, you know, shout out to the journey. You know, things change right. all the time. And when you know it's something you want, you just you just stay the course. And that's what you're doing. So right. that's awesome. That is awesome. So I I've, I can't say that I, I, I've heard you expound a whole lot on this. I just know I, I feel like I've seen it in passing. Uh, so yeah. as a podcaster, what are your recommendations for family and friends listening to your show? Meaning like other podcasts that I that I recommend no like Like, your recommendations for the people who are listening to your show that know you like for your family for your friends when they listen to your show what what would you recommend them do (laughs) and how how um, they you know judge the content and as far as like what you're saying and when you're saying it and what you mean like what do you recommend them do when they're listening to you it's funny because when it comes to like family um I've had a podcast for for what is it almost four years and there's people that didn't know or just now finding out and like why do you never send me episodes and I'm just like I don't know maybe because when we have conversations in passing I know I know that I can like be strong in my convictions or I'm very vocal about stuff and then sometimes I rub people the wrong way so I figure why you want to listen to me, you know, talk about whatever that particular topic or something. So, or there's ones like, I'll take my sister, for instance, my sister doesn't listen to every podcast episode. I usually gauge which ones that I think would be great mm-hmm. for her. Um, mm-hmm. I have a coworker and I kind of do the same thing, um, that too, like, this will be a good one, you know, for you, or I have somebody, another friend that um she's really honest she loves um the purge episodes which is a new ex- uh, new segment that i started because i kind of wanted to shy away from the freestyle which i used to do with my old co-host so i was mm-hmm. like okay I, since i'm revamping and it's just me now i need to change it so mm-hmm. she's like i love the purge she's like do more of the purge do more of the purge and i'm like i can't do that like that has to just come straight off the dome if i do the purge that means i didn't prep and, I'm, and I just literally take a sticky note and pick like five or six things that have annoyed me or I had an opinion about. And then I just go for it. But um, my mom doesn't listen much. Um, okay. She doesn't. And I think because she feels like me and her are so close that mm-hmm. there's really nothing she could gain from listening. Because <laughs> I usually talk about content with her and run okay. some ideas I do that now more so now that I am a solo um, podcaster. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, he doesn't. And then my grandmother, 
Oh no, I'm laughing like because <laughs> I know how she feels about cussing, and yeah, I I I I get it in some days. So I'll be like, no, that's not a good one for you, Nana. And yeah, okay. <laughs> but pretty much, um, yeah, that's that's usually how I do it. Cool, cool, cool. I, I mean, I love the the name of you know, the purge. Like I like that. Like honestly, you know, when people hear the purge, they automatically think of the horror movies, right? right. But then but, but you're but you understand, you know, that it means something else. Like you're kind of clearing your head. Like you're you're, you know, purging, you know, out all of the, you know, the 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 content or, you know, whatever's going on, whatever you're frustrated about, like you said. So I, I love that. I think that is clever. So Thank yeah. You. I think it's really clever. So I'm I'm all about it. Um, I can say that <laughs> I I remember starting the show, uh, and feeling like um, if they discovered it on their own, I don't know how they would, but I just I just had the idea. Like, what if they came across it on their own and then they wanted they felt bad because I didn't feel like I could tell them about it, right? So I just I decided to just be like, okay, okay, y'all, this is what I'm doing. I picked a few people, um, a few, few people I was close with, and told them about it. And, you know, some checked it out, some didn't. Like, when my mom is going to listen to a show, I literally have to email her the episode. It cannot be on a, it can't be on, you know, SoundCloud or anything because she's not going to be able to access it. I literally have to send it to her, you know, like, the audio before, you know, after I edit it and say, this is the show, listen to it. And it's funny because, like, I know when she likes it because she'll forward it to, like, an aunt or something. And, like... For whatever reason, when I send my audio, like it locks, it makes it like a private message where people have to um, get permission from me. And like, I don't know what's happening. So I'm not checking my emails to, you know, give people permission. So they're like, Crystal, I'm trying to get your episode and I can't. And I'm like, huh? And I'm thinking, I'm automatically thinking like SoundCloud, but I'm like, no, this is, you know, the mama connection. So. So I'm like, okay. I have a question for you. I want to make sure that I've heard this correctly on like an old episode of of yours. Do you not disclose to coworkers that you have one, or were you on the fence about it? I can't remember what you said. I do not talk about my <laughs> show at the workplace. Not at Neither all. Neither do I. <laughs> no, no, no. It's I am not for them. Uncoerced. Go ahead. That that I showed him. We it took us a long time to establish uh, a connection, and she could be trusted. And she was actually um, featured on the what is it? Uh, energy and vibes and spirituals or self care? I don't remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but um, yeah, it was a couple of episodes ago. But yeah, and I let her come on the podcast. But she was like okay. really excited about it. She thought it was like a awesome thing. Like. Okay, I see all these celebrities with podcasts, but wow, I've never known like a regular little girl next door, you know, to have a podcast. So she was like excited. So I was like, yeah, she can be trusted. Yeah, but okay. anybody else, absolutely not. Yeah, and she holds right. my secret dear. Yes. That's good. That's good. <laughs> so no, so here if 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 someone at work happens to, you know, get beyond my, you know, my hedge of protection in regards to my podcast. 
it's because they are, you know, a, tr- a trusted source. And so I let, right. I, I told one girl about it and I don't know if she talked about it. Cause if she did talk about it, she, she swore other people to secrecy. So I might be okay with that. Cause my biggest thing is it coming up and being an issue because even if right. uh, HR, somebody decided to pull me in, I'm going to be like, I don't talk about my show. That's what I'm going to say. <laughs> and I'm not lying. Right. Um, <laughs> so, um, that is that. But yeah. And so, and then like people that I, that it like, if our relationship, if our friendship goes well beyond work or whatever, cause there has been one other person that we just were tight and like, she's moved on, went somewhere else and like, we're still tight. And so I told her about it, you know? And so it's like very far and few in between and they know they can't tell anybody about it. And then, you know, and Carmen actually worked with me. That's how I met Carmen. And like, she oh. left, like she, you know, she left the company and we, we we kept in touch and we went to uh, brunch one day and that's when I told her about it because she was safe. You know, she was no longer working with me. Oh, you know, she, had, okay. she had reached friendship level. But, you know, so so that's that's just how I do it. It's just it's just not something I'm comfortable with. Um, unfortunately, uh, <laughs> people have, you know, some people just have the habit of being interested in their coworkers, especially the quiet ones. And so there are some people who actually take... Yes the steps to you know google you for whatever reason because it's just their nature and they right. find out things about you and that's fine you know i have nothing to hide but do not engage <laughs> regarding my show because i talk about a lot of myself i talk about a lot of myself and what's going on with me and i know none of them like that and it's that is by design it's by design i do not want to know them Beyond the work level, uh, the work experience, and it's not because I don't like them. It's just because it's not necessary. We're here for one thing, right? And I don't want to blur the lines. Like if you my supervisor, I don't want you, you know, feeling like we're comfortable. And then you know we all, you know, buddy, buddy. And then when it's time to reprimand me, you uncomfortable. I don't have time, you know. So right. let's just That's keep it strictly what it is. <laughs> so, yeah. Right. So that's that's that. But yeah. Ooh, that wow. <laughs> <laughs> where where did we go there? Because I was just like I went off kind of not. You know. mm-hmm. No, that's really that's really important to me. It is, and like there's some people they like that I know have to know about it because they'll follow the podcast several times, like on my Instagram, mm-hmm. and I just right. you know I don't have a problem saying I know you know. Um, right. I'm glad you haven't engaged. <laughs> you know, um, I'm going right. to block you. And I'm just letting you know in advance I'm blocking you. Right. <laughs> and, and I and I still love you as a coworker. That's that's right. that's that's that's, me. that's I, right. I, I'm serious about it. I, I'm sorry for people who can't deal with it, don't understand it, but that is just how I roll, you know. And I I think it's important. Them like that, like I don't know none of them like that. Like even if they just talk about all their business, I still don't know like them to their their core. You know, like I feel like I talk a lot about my feelings, and I just while I'm interested in being vulnerable to help people, I'm not. These people, I feel like they can use it against me if they wanted to. You know, I have to agree with you. Yeah, I'm not taking my guard down with my coworkers either. I'm revealing about my podcast. Absolutely not. No, mm. no, no. Okay. So, yeah, I feel like it just makes sense. All right. So the next question comes from something I actually saw you post. Um, I, I believe it's kind of, you know, quit uh, defining women by their spouses. Right? 
Right. Remember that post? Okay. And so yes, I do. That, I remember. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we can talk about you can you can start the question off by what inspired that post, but after that, I want you to go into this question, which is your spouse doesn't define you, but if he did, what is his being saying about you? So I know that's kind of twofold, but I, you got it. You got it. Let's, let's hear. <laughs> okay. I can, yeah, I can, I can follow. Um, what inspired that post that day? Um, I can't remember what I had just read or saw. But it 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 triggered me a little bit because sometimes I feel like, okay, as 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 women, like if we, you know, end up having a child with someone, um, being married to someone, I guess that in the end ends up having some type of shortcomings. And it's like we're it, it seems like it's a natural reaction for everyone to whether it's in the comments on, on IG, even when I'm having conversations with just regular people and, and they make an opinion, it always has to be like, yeah, well, she must have low self-esteem or she must be broken or she, you know, she must be there if she wants to put up with that. Or, you know, it's just, it's, it's, it's the judgmentalness. Like, I don't think that's a word, but you get what I'm saying. Like, mm-hmm. it's just too much. And sometimes I feel like people shouldn't be criticized for who who they chose to love. You don't know how that person showed up in their life. You know, mm-hmm. you, you, you don't know the, the history. So I guess that moment that their partner has done something that looks like it's horrible or, or whatever. It's just everyone's so quick to, yeah, just, I guess, judge you or associate you with that. It's kind of like no different from, I guess, with, with parenting, you know, once a child did something, people do the same thing. Like, yeah, your mom should have did this or that. So that's kind of where, where it came from. And I felt like I could, um, I could definitely relate firsthand, um, about being, um, judged. Um, I would say for who, who I chose to, Mm -hmm. to marry. Okay. Makes sense. And, um, of course I'm not trying to get get away from this question here, but the, yeah, your spouse doesn't define you, but if he did, what is his being saying about you? And um, this was by far like the hardest question I think that you put on the list for me. Okay. At first I was like, you know, I think I should decline. But then I said, <laughs> what do I have? What do I have to lose? You know, if I'm judged, if my spouse is judged, that truly will only affect me if I allow it to. Right. So with that being said, as of two days date presently, and I'm being completely transparent, mm-hmm. if my spouse were to define me and what would his saying, well, what would his being say about me? It would say that I'm unbalanced and I'm misaligned um, mm-hmm. pretty much. Um, I think presently, um, what I'm experiencing is um, definitely in an imbalance um, within my marriage. And um, I think it's um, an individual thing for him, but it's starting to transfer over to me. And I feel that because of the imbalance, it is then causing a misalignment and um, within him. And then I feel like sometimes it ends up happening with you. You know, mm-hmm. um, there's been like some growing pains, you know, hindered growth and also him kind of not being open 
to to certain changes and it's affecting me. And mm-hmm. as a married woman, I'm saying that. And I got, I guess also because I think I've been kind of um, scared to talk about this on my platform, mm-hmm. but um, today is going to be my day that I'm actually able to say it out loud on a public platform that I actually am in the middle of a divorce. So I felt like this right here, it's what I needed. I needed to to talk about that because that's my truth. And um, with me coming on here today, it's like if I sit here and I say all those things and how I promote this can't be life and how I say that it's just somebody that approaches, you know, the mic with, you know, complete transparency for me to come on here and not be honest. I don't want to do that. And because I want to stand by what I just said a few moments ago, that me saying what I just said, somebody else out there might be feeling the same exact way, might be going through the same thing. I might be scared because, you know, once that D word comes out there, you know, it's like shame and, you know, I want to hide and what is everybody going to think? And I I don't want to be that person. It is what it is. So I commend you first and foremost for, for being transparent here because you didn't have to, you know, you could have declined. I would understand, but I do appreciate you using this and, you know, putting your power in it. Cause you, that was power right there. I, I have to, I'm floored. Okay. I am floored. Um, I asked this question, you know, just, you know, wondering, you know, I, I know very little, but I, I get what it's like to be a married woman because I'm married and I get what it's like to be in turmoil and to be working through things. I absolutely do. So right. I, I commend you. Oh my God. Like, listen, listen. <laughs> and, I, it's, and this isn't, you know, how there'll be some kind of guys like a male listener. I don't know, like, oh my God, she said that about him. But, you know, obviously we have a child together. We're going to be in communication with each other, regardless of the circumstance and that, that we are going through or the difficult time. What? Okay. So, all right. Um, so what I'm, when I'm gathering and I could be wrong and I, I'm not trying to encourage something that's, you know, uh, you know, a lost cause or anything, but I feel like sometimes yeah. when we, when we things that have been on our mind that we've kind of tucked away, we, we know we open up like a line of communication that wasn't there before and things can kind of, right. you know, flow through that. So it, it doesn't have to, you know, be the end, but it can be the end of what was and the dysfunction that was. And y'all can, you know, grow into, you know, something new where it's healthy for the both of you. So there is alignment. So, again, like I said, not trying to, you know, birth, give life to something that's dead. But I'm just saying, like, sometimes no, when you get... I think when I you, s- go ahead. No, I was saying I appreciate it, meaning the the positive feedback. Yeah, because I mean, a lot of a lot of trauma, a lot of you know negativity being exposed can breathe new life, um, depending on the two people involved and how they deal with that that issue, and you know how they take care of themselves, and you know what they decide on the other side of. I'm angry. I'm upset. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not going to deal with you guys and deal with me and then coming back somewhat healed and trying to make a decision for yourself in regards to the other person. So, like I said, sometimes right. it, it doesn't necessarily have to end, but there is something that definitely changes from it being the negative thing. 
So yeah, I I again, um, I appreciate it because, <laughs> you know, like I never I never know uh, when I am touching someone or when I am, you know you know, kind of poking at them or even when I'm like, like talking for you, like when you were listening at work and you saying, I was I in your mind. Like, I never know. Most of the time I'm just talking from my experience and this is why I do it because I know like I'm never alone. And I say that I'm never alone. Not that I, I want company when I'm not doing well. I just understand that you're not alone. I, I never, I never felt good in the idea of thinking like your life was the worst and you had it the worst and this is only happening to you. Like I never enjoyed that idea so I never could receive it and accept it as for myself and so I always knew that somebody understood somebody does so again I thank you and there's somebody that you're helping right now you may never get the confirmation of it but let me tell you let me tell you you're helping someone Correct. right now I I appreciate that I, I I'm honored that you um were vulnerable enough to open up and say that on my show so um again I, I feel I don't know what to say. <laughs> I don't know what to say. Uh, so <laughs> the next question uh, is, what would your kids say about your parenting style? Well, I have um, a boy and a girl. Uh, mm-hmm. My son is the four-year-old. Right. And um, I think he thinks I'm like pretty awesome. <laughs> I mean, I, I kind of kind of let him walk over me a little bit he's he's spoiled Mm -hmm. um you know my disciplinary action is a little bit more I would say lenient um with Mm -hmm. him and sometimes I think that that's because there's a gap between um him and my daughter my daughter's 15 now (laughs) if she had to talk about my parenting style (laughs) um she actually calls me hostile and aggressive oh Um, (laughs) and I Because I tend to get like a little gangster with her because I don't ever want to make the mistake of her thinking I'm her friend because Mm. we bond so closely sometimes, you know, I don't have a problem listening to the music she kind of likes and vibing with her. I'm the type of mom that, you know, she's having a few girlfriends over. I can go in the bedroom and, you know, talk to them, you know, um, and I guess um, I also say that she probably thinks that I'm extremely um, transparent. That's my parenting style. And she said that she appreciates that I answer all of her questions, um, especially like the uncomfortable ones. And I find that when she asks me a question and I give her the response and she'll be like, well, such and such asked their mom that. And they're like, you know, we're not talking about that's off limits. So why do you want to know that? And I think when I speak to her, I speak to her from experience and I share with her things that I have um, gone through. I try not to share too much, but just give her like a brief synopsis. And I think that me um, revealing to her who I used to be or mistakes that, that I made actually is more of a deterrence method you know, to have her shy away from avoiding, you know, those mistakes or those challenges and obstacles that I that I faced had I not, you know, listened to someone when they were trying to tell me right from wrong or to choose a better path. Mm. 
That is that is really good. I love both your answers, you know, especially with the young one. And, you know, of course, with the, you know, the 15 year old like that is major. I was going to ask you, uh, you know, just to add to this question, like, you know, being lenient with the young one. First of all, I feel like it's really hard to be really strict on little kids to me. <laughs> like, I'm like, they're so little. Like, do they even it understand? Is their mind fully developed yet? Like, why am I, you know, why do I want them to do certain things? Is this reasonable? So I understand, like, feeling small kid. Absolutely. Um, And I, I, I'm not going to say I dread the day, but I am so, um, (laughs) so concerned (laughs) with, you know, my experience when my, you know, six-year-old becomes a teenager because I feel like she's so mature already. Not in the, like, she grown, but, like, as far as, like, how her mind works and, you know, the conversations we already have and how assertive she is and who she is already, I, I'm kind of afraid, if I would say, how she would be uh, once she's a teenager. Like, will I even be able to reach her? Will she feel like she knows too much? Like, we right. argue now about what she feel like she already knows and she's just fixed. And so I, I'm really concerned with that stage of her. Um, but I, I get it. And I, and I do try to be transparent with her, even though she's six years old. Like I, I, I see myself being clear with her. Like she'll, you know, draw something. And I'm like, that is really cute. I really like that. And then it'll be something I'm like, Oh, why my feet so big? You know, <laughs> you know it's just that kind of thing. Like I'm honest with her. And I, I don't, I, I've seen people like every time their kids draw something, they're just, Oh my God, this is beautiful. And I'm like, I don't have it in me. Um, <laughs> I'm going to compliment her when I think it's nice. I am. But if, if I don't think it's nice, I'm going to be like, oh, okay. All right. I see what you did there. You know? Mm-hmm. So so that's that. But um, I, I really think that's beautiful. And it makes so much sense with a, you know, a growing girl. You don't want her to think that, you know, y'all are friends. You want to make sure, you know, you keep that parental boundary intact because it's important. Right. You know? And it's just, it's just a challenge. Like, the, you know, the... Every day I wake up with this child and I realize, to me, I don't feel like it is my job to control her as much as it is to protect her, right? And so, like, while I'm keeping her safe, I'm also trying to keep her, her ability to make up her own mind and make good decisions intact. And I feel like if I'm ever upset and if I'm ever getting on her, it's because I want her to have the ability to make good decisions, you know? Like, why did you do that? Why are you doing what you're doing? Like, what happened there? You know, like, I'm. it's that type of thing. I'm really, like, honestly, like, I, I want to be able to raise her in such a way to where I know that I've let somebody out there in the world that can make good decisions. And, like, that's really my biggest, you know, concern. So that's awesome. I, I, I love that answer. As it should be. The next question is, do you feel misunderstood? Um, yes, from time to time, but I don't think as frequently as I used to. Mm-hmm. Um, I really try to keep a small circle. And now um, with age, I know like an experience who's for me and who's not. Mm-hmm. I'm not bothered and I'm not offended when I'm not someone's cup of tea. Like at one point, um, you know, a while back, I would say I would get a little sensitive or be in my feelings um, in those moments that I 
was misunderstood. But now I think one of my models is like, out of my friend, fuck them. Like, whatever, <laughs> you know, you're not feeling me and whatever I'm saying, you don't like the energy I'm whatever it is. Okay, gone down the road. Next, moving on. You know, for a bunch of people that maybe can't stand me, I I always want to revert back to even if it's just only two or three people that really rock with me wholeheartedly. And that's all that matters. Mm -hmm. I don't have time to focus on on who, you know, understands or, or misunderstands me. You know, it's it's not an it's not an expectation anymore. And I think that's where I was um, letting my own self down by th by expecting that people were supposed to understand me. Mm, that is good. That is really good. Because I feel like there is an expectation there. I don't know where it comes from, but it's there for a yeah, little while. Yeah, it does that <laughs> come from. Exactly. I was, I was going to say, I know I'm not the only one that had done that. Yeah. No, no. I think, I think like, you know, when you're like fresh adult, young adult, you, uh, you just have this expectation that people are supposed to like you and care. And when they don't like you being your feelings, but you might not be open to communicate about how you're feeling and stuff, but you be, you be hurt and you be mad, you be sad and <laughs> you be going through it. And then one day you wake up right. and none of this stuff that used to bother you, you know, you know, when you were a younger adult, it just doesn't, it just doesn't matter. And I think that's when you're starting right. to become more of who you are, you know, I feel like just right. the outside, the outsiders just matter less. And I feel like it's it's extremely smart, like really, really intelligent to to know like, hey, I, I needed to, you know, make my uh my my circle smaller because I, you know, I don't want to have to deal with being misunderstood. And this is the answer. This is how you make sure you're not being misunderstood all the time. You keep your circle small with people who know you and and love you and care about you right. and they get you, they support you. They celebrate you. So, I, th yeah, that was it right there. I really appreciate that answer. Okay, next question. And now that we've talked about what we talked about, I, I feel like what has Mary taught you, marriage taught you, maybe a separate answer, but let me know if, if you feel like it's going to be different at all. Um... I think our marriage has has taught me that sometimes you and I'm just speaking you as in general, you know, don't mm -hmm. really understand or grasp that you really chose to commit yourself to another individual and what comes along with that. Mm -hmm. um, I think um, marriage has sometimes made me question, like when people talk about for better or for worse, like what does that even mean, you know? Mm. Um, especially when you think of the the highs and 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 the lows that that can potentially take place in any in any marriage, and you're just trying to think like, yeah, is this supposed to be? You know how you'll have somebody that if they see you going through something in your marriage, and they'll tell you, oh yeah, this is just a storm for you guys, and you know there's light at the end of the tunnel. So it's like. Sometimes it does make me question that. Yeah, so is the storm supposed to be for better, or was it was it for 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 the worse? Or sometimes mm -hmm. that light at the end of the tunnel. Sometimes may, that might not be be the vision that maybe you came into it with um, initially. You know, you just sometimes I feel like there can be um, some 
some unknowns or, or un, uncertainties. And I think why that comes about, and this is just my perspective, is that change in general is constant. And I think that in marriage, um, change is a huge component. It's kind of like for everything that may remain the same, maybe you and your spouse are in a routine, something else may change. And that's because people do change experiences and, and life can cause them to change. And then when some of those changes do happen, you know, with one spouse or the other, the aftermath of or the effects of those changes sometimes can be beyond your control. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think I just view um, not just marriage, but just relationships differently um, a lot presently uh, today after coming from where I'm coming from. Mm -hmm. And I think that we all um, have this ideal image of the type of wife or the type of husband that we want to be. And then if if you are going to, to enter any marriage, you just have to understand that there may be a possibility that that person that you're with, they may not mirror that anymore at all at some point. Mm-hmm. Or you may not even mirror that mm-hmm. ideal image of, of, of you were supposed to be or was thought you could be. Um, but the most important thing I guess I, I, I could say about marriage is that um, that I've been taught is that you know it's it's no days off it's it's tons of work to do um multiple tests and um you're not going to pass every one of them that's for sure oh wow i love that i love that you're not going to pass all the tests in the marriage that is true and what i've learned so can i ask you how long you were married or how long you've been married um 5 years 5 yeah. years okay 5 okay. years So what I was going to say is, you know, in my experience, I've been married 11 years at this point. And the longer I'm married, uh, the more I realize that I cannot uh, set up shop on a guarantee with anything here, you know? So, like, for me, like, I know that there's no guarantee that I'll always feel the same way. I know there's no guarantee that he'll always feel the same way. And mm. my my biggest thing is that when I notice the shift or a change, the way I know that I'm still present in this relationship is if I am concerned and I want to go figure out what the issue is. Like, I feel like as long as I am like, okay, something's different. Let's go do our, you know, let's go do our work. And, you know, you know, you engage with them, you communicate and you talk things out. And I'm like, as long as I have that in me to where I care and I, you know, and I go and, you know, not investigate so much, but I go probe a little bit to, you know, try to figure out where the issue is, what, what can be done. What do we need to do? What do I need to do? What do you need to do? You know, like have the conversation. And as long as that is there, that willingness is there, that desire is there to do that. I feel like I have something, but the day I wake up and something feels off and I'm just like, oh, well, you know, that's when, (laughs) that's when I'm like, okay, where where are you, Crystal? Are you, are you in this? Or are you like trying to find your way out? Change is, change is constant. Change is constant. And like currently right now, um, my my spouse's job has him travel more 
And so that was an adjustment in itself. And I remember a while back on one of my uh, episodes, I said something like people should count, get counseling for everything, every change in a relationship. I said people should get counseling, of course, when there's a baby on the way, when the baby gets here, uh, when there's yeah. like uh, if you if there's, if there's a relocation, if, you know, somebody job change and it requires travel, counseling is required because if there was any other issues came that, you know, happened before anything like this changes, some of that stuff kind of comes back up, right? So it's like you kind of always have to be like reevaluating where what you feel in your relationship, how you see it, where you where you feel like you are in a relationship, how much feel like you're interested in investing into the relationship, and you're. It's just I feel like it's constantly you making sure you care, right? Because I feel like some people get into that place where they don't care. But then they're not honest about not caring. They don't take themselves to task about not caring. They don't feel guilt about not caring about this person you committed your, you know, your life to, you know, your love mm. to. So, right. and so I feel like that should be an alarm. Like once you feel like you do not care whether they're coming or going, how they feeling, that's when that should like, you know, raise the alarm be a red flag for you to be like trying to figure out what's going on what's changed and should you still be involved yeah so definitely yep Mm -hmm. all right so we have two more questions and this next one is this next one is what would be your overall message to black women I feel like that's kind of hard in general. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was like, I got to be careful with this one. <laughs> um, I think, um, I guess my overall message to Black women is I, I want to see an increase in the amount of support and uplifting of one another, whether it's in the lives of just regular women or even women in the public eye, like at celebrity level. I think we have to shy away from being opponents and realize that we all, and I mean all, that may be a big word, but we all can relate to one another in one way or another. Um, I'm definitely one to promote the keeping the circle small, but I also think that we can maybe make a shift at some point and try to roll in large numbers and have some sense of unity and be bonded not mm-hmm. necessarily by trauma, but some, even though sometimes we are, but right. just even bonded by things. Mm-hmm. Um, and I actually wanted to kind of convey this message by hosting a women's empowerment event. And mm-hmm. it was actually going to be uh, this Saturday, November 7th. However, it was canceled due to cases spiking um, here in the Boston area and the studio that I was going to have it at was there. Mm-hmm. But um, that's exactly what I wanted to do because oh, I feel oh. that um, with it, in my first year, I think, of podcasting, I think I had an episode uh, that was titled Sister, Sister. And I kind of was just, I, I think I was more, just had a, a pessimistic out view, like about women and like, oh, I'm like, I've tried and I just can't and I'm just done. Like, we just can't, you know, stick together. Like, I'm over it. Like, okay, mm-hmm. I'm not talking to her. I don't like this one and we don't mesh well and that's just that. And um, not really open to new experiences or meeting new people. But um, Mm -hmm. I've lived a little. I've learned a little. So now my perspective has definitely changed. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I, I love that. That is a great message. Um, I, I feel like it is it is scary. I, just like anything else, just like you know, just getting on your um your your mic and recording whatever it is you're feeling, even if you've done it and gotten used to it. If you think back to like your first time doing it, it was scary. You you know, you were right. concerned with who would hear it and who would like it and who wouldn't and how they feel, whatever the case was. It was it was nerve wracking. And I feel like we feel that when we are, you know, meeting new people. And you you understand why like why you might have great intentions. Everybody's intentions aren't great, you know. And then you you got to think about that. And then you you know you want to move like you would move, you know. You want to be your your real self with people, but then you got to be concerned with who you can open up to and be friendly to. You know, it's it's just a lot of things to consider when meeting new people. So I absolutely understand like that. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? That that um. It's right on the tip of my tongue. I probably won't have it, but I do understand <laughs> like that uh that 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 initial uh concern, that hesitancy, you know, not to just be like social butterfly and a million friends and stuff like I get it. Like I get it. It's too much. And I understand what that is like. And I just know that if we could just tell ourselves or have like some kind of little mantra where we're just like, it's okay to meet new people, you know people are good like everybody you're going to come across is going to be a good person or whatever you need to tell yourself so you can be a little bit more open on that I mean I try to not lead with negativity in regards to something unless I have good reason but usually like I feel like especially in the podcast community online you like there's nothing but you know people who just just want to have conversations if they don't want to collab they just they just want to be supported by like a simple follow and it's really not that hard but egos are Egos are real. Like people have egos. You just never know who sto- who toes you step on, when and how. And it, it there there's just something you got to be careful of. But I feel like ultimately, if you know you're a nice person, and I kind of talked about this on everybody ain't my problem. But if, if you know that, I love, who, if, I if you know that episode, who. By the way. <laughs> Thank you. Just, like you just, know, just the title alone. I was like, okay, this the one. I already know this is the one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, just knowing who you are should be able to give you some form of confidence in like who you're going to meet and what it's going to feel like. But I do understand the apprehension. I get there. It is. That's what it's. I get it. Like it is a real thing. And it's a lot. Of, it's a lot to get over for some. And I know like me who I feel like I tend to be more, um, more, See, I don't have any of my words tonight, and I'm upset about it. I tend to be more quiet, more to myself when it comes to, like, being social or whatever. But I I understand the importance of, like, opening up and allowing people in. Not allowing them, like, all the way into your innermost secrets, but at least, like, extending a hand and being friendly. I see the importance of that. And I guess that it's more important to lead with that friendship opposed to being fearful of the worst. Right. yeah, that's what I'll say. But yes, like that answer too. You're doing really, really good. So you oh, have reached the you. final question. You've reached the very last question. And it's the most important question of the show because of the title of the show. This is Crystal Clear, the podcast. And so the last question is asking you, what are you clear about? Who I am and what I believe in. Um transparency is something that I 
hold dear to my heart. And I think it's the only way I can navigate through life and have a clear vision of not only where I've been, but most importantly, where I'm going. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, yeah, that was the only the only piece I can really like come up with. I don't think I could say anymore. I think that says a lot. I think that know? says enough. I think that is good. Yeah, that is yeah. perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Good job, Kay. I, I, I enjoyed it. You did really good. I appreciate you for, you know, coming on and sharing yourself with my platform. I am honored. I, again, like, I just be asking questions. <laughs> and I'm, I, I am amazed. This, this, this was this was awesome. It was something it was something that I definitely um, I'm needed. It was kind of like, you know what it reminded me of? I'm, I'm into journaling, which I about on my podcast and I have different journals for different things mm-hmm. and a lot of these questions are like some questions that I've seen like in my uh in in my journal so I was like oh wow this is like gonna be me journaling like out loud on her platform and I was like you know what I'm just I'm just gonna I'm just gonna do it yeah I was I like I'm not gonna it. gonna shy away from it. I don't yeah I don't want to be afraid just gonna go and just just do it like it's whatever I love it so much. Um, but yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, for 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 the opportunity. Yeah. And because it's like I'm always kind of shouting you out, always in the comments. So I was like, oh my gosh, she noticed little old me. I'm like, this is awesome. Yeah, I'm a huge fan. So yeah, oh and I'm very honored. Oh my goodness. So I I am extremely appreciative of, you know, anybody who, you know, just listens to my show and, you know, gets something from it. Um, I, I really appreciate, you know, everybody and I wish, I wish there was time to stop and talk to everybody and engage with everybody, but you're just somebody who stood out as a a fellow podcaster and someone who I'm like paying attention to as far as like watching your journey and, you know, watching things change, but, you know, seeing that you're still putting this outlet because I I understand it to be some form of self-care and still putting it out there because it's important to you. And I just... I appreciate that. So I just wanted to just let you know, like you are seen, you're visible, you are needed, you're necessary. And I, I I love what you do. And your accent is like crazy to me. Like I love your accent and I just, I just appreciate you. And I really appreciate you for coming on the show and showing up like you did. That was awesome. So awesome. I, I'm not going to be able to stop saying how awesome. <laughs> That was oh, neither neither. I was I was I was so hyped talking to my sister and um and my best friend and just like oh yeah like I'm so excited yeah <laughs> was was nervous but then my friend was like just decompress it's gonna be okay I'm like mm-hmm. I know once I listen I'm like once I listen to her voice it's just gonna be so like calm and soothing like won't have the jitteries and that's exactly like yeah what it felt like the moment you started talking I'm like oh, oh my god this is her like really happening in real time and not just like in my earbuds yeah so yeah Amazing. Amazing. Oh my God. So I appreciate you so much. I thank you for your time. I don't want to hold you. I know you're like an hour ahead. And so again, thank you, Kate. This probably won't be the last time. Uh, Just keep in touch and I'll keep in touch with you. I appreciate this. Thank you so much. If you want to plug your shows um, and your time slots once more, you can. 
Yes. <laughs> I release um episodes uh like three times a week. I was trying to do like every Wednesday, but sometimes I just can't fulfill that obligation. But you will get something from me at least three, three times a month. Again, if you want to follow me on my personal page on Instagram, I'm at K the Rebel. And the podcast page on um, Instagram is TCBL Podcast. All right, guys. Well, thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you, Kay. This was amazing. 